Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. This is numero 35. Uh, in this episode, we sit down in the Dolomites with uh, Maurizio De Palma and Chris Benedini, and we teach you guys how to clear weather holds. The, uh, the trick is just to set up your podcast equipment when the weather's bad, and then all of a sudden, oh, it just kept getting better. So uh, this podcast is broken up into a couple of parts uh, due to, you know, weather getting better and us going off and jumping and having an amazing time in the Dolomites, uh, helicopter assisted. It was a lot of fun and, uh, yeah, hopefully you guys enjoy. Um, oh, Maurizio De Palma and Chris Benedini run the, uh, Brenta Base School and, uh, they give us a lot of considerations for jumping in Italy and, uh, you know, things to think about. So, um, Hopefully you guys enjoy. Uh, as always, check out the show notes and uh, give us some feedback. Three, two, one, see ya. You're listening to Base Life Podcast with your hosts, Randy and Brian. Yeah, so why don't I just kick it off real quick. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another episode of the Base Life Podcast. We are recording on location in the Dolomites at uh, Refugio Campana Triste. Is Trieste. it Triste? Campana Trieste. Trieste. Yes. In the Dolomites. And uh, with us today, we have Maurizio De Palma and Christian Hi. Benedini. Hi, guys. Hi. Welcome. Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, thanks, uh, thanks for having us. And... Um, you know, um, being willing to be on the show. Yeah, it's the first experience for me in podcast. So, um, yeah, nice. for oh, me too. I think that, oh, that's two, and cherries. two beers later. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so uh, so we are in the Dolomites. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about what we're up to, uh, Maori? What? Uh, sorry? Tell us a little bit about what we're doing in the Dolomites. In Dolomites. Yeah, so here. The, the idea was to do... Uh, we plan to do <laughs> some amazing jump in uh, some of the most higher spots that we have in Dolomites. In, uh, in that area, in uh, San Lucano Valley and in the uh, Val Corpassa is the name of the valley where we are right now. Okay, mm. There are the highest uh, jumps that we have in Dolomites. The average is uh, between 1,300 meters for flight to 2,000 meters. Okay? Uh, the idea is to uh, go on six different spots okay uh, in two days uh, we do twice time some uh, some spot this don't uh, rain without yeah, the yes, rain, without <laughs> the rain. Yes. now without we are the here uh, just with the finger crosses for uh, for the weather and uh, the day is a jump for the first time um, first jump from slow from trieste tower then we want to jump uh, castello della busazza uh, two times then we move on framont at the entrance of this valley and then tomorrow we're moving in the other valley so we go on Anier, Mont Anier, the big one and mm -hmm. then on uh, Pala 2 for twice and Pala 1 the funniest right. the second day is the funniest no? mm -hmm. the first day is for uh, training yeah, the yeah. Day usually we use the, the first day with the easy one and then we increase the, the, the level the technical stuff uh, mm -hmm. during the days okay and so, and so you invited 12 jumpers and coordinated for a helicopter to get us to the top of these cliffs. Yes, uh, the idea, because um, usually we do the daily boogie. Uh, we, have, we have started with this project last year. 
Okay, we have done one Eddie Boogie just for test. It was great. Um, this year we decided to do four dates for the Eddie Boogie: one in June, one in July, one in August, and one in September. But in June it was uh, we 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 decided to delay the date because it was uh, snowing. too snowing on top. Yes, it was complicated to to manage this. Mm. Uh, so June date we don't have done the, the Eddie Boogie. We have done in July. And the weather was great. Mm-hmm. It was perfect, having good. And um, we have done also that one in, in one date. It was August, and very close in September. But uh, we have some problems, some technical stuff to manage with the helicopter company. So at the end, uh, some people uh, they was not able to to come. So we decided to to put together the two dates in one day. That's the reason because we are not in eight, but in 12. But usually we work with the eight people, so eight customers that are friends that coming for jumping and uh, me and Chris for load organizing. That's the, the idea. We we work on the small group also, for oh, like at uh, the school, no? When we do the school, we do the course with a very small group uh, because we prefer to work with less people, but very focused. So that's the, the idea. Yes, the idea is not only a Eli Boogie, but uh, a special uh, uh, meeting for uh, improve all together uh, the, the all the skills. No, we, mm-hmm. we teach yeah. we teach the exit, but we learn to fly sometimes. No, because the people the level is medium height, so we have a lot of uh, um, opportunity for teach and learn in the same time. So with a small group, we can do a very good job usually. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I've been really impressed with what you guys have put together so far. Um, you could have worked on the weather a little bit, but uh, with the we videos... Have, we have called the boss on top, but yeah. they say you need to wait. <laughs> yes, God uh, is waiting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> and with the checking out the LZs and showing us the different spots and showing us video of what the exit looks like, especially for guys like me and Brian that haven't jumped here before, that's yeah. uh-huh. that's really important, so we appreciate you. You, you told me that, that you have jumped in Pordoi. Uh, I have no, never. No. So no. it's the first first time in Dolomite. Only very first, first time base jumping in Dolomites. I've uh, been skiing here. Uh, I think I did first time in base jumping. Uh, yeah. <laughs> we need mandatory uh, chance your, for your jumping. first podcast, yeah. our first Dolomites. Yeah, so. First time for everybody. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Yeah. But usually we everybody don't do a strong. big briefing uh, at the beginning. Only the uh, information that you need, and then we the basic info. Yeah. Yes, and then we put more information jump by jump because mm-hmm. if you have a like a FF, no, if you have too a much. lot of information at the beginning, uh, it's too much, no. So yeah. we try to check uh, for us. We check all the people, and then we understand who need something else. Like okay, normal uh, activity, structural activity. You know, like yeah. That. Yeah. So what what gave you guys the idea to uh, or the desire to come up with this um, this event? The idea? Yeah. Like what? W- but we have done all these jumps that we have done. Uh, we have already done sorry in um, hiking. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, the hiking here is very long, so. Okay, sometimes you jump, it's just two hours and a half, three hours, but the average is three hours, three hours and a half, four hours. There are also some spots with six hour hiking. So mm-hmm. I know that uh, we live in a mountain, so we are training, and we have a, it's not a big deal for do these jumps, okay? But we know that there are people that come in from every corner of the world, and maybe they don't have a chance for do long hikes, so I know that it's complicated for do all this kind of jump in a short time. You need to spend a few weeks here and uh, with a good training. So the idea is that to give to everybody the chance for jump from this amazing place uh, without arrive on top Totally dying. Like I would be. Right, because yeah. I don't think you'd get me and Brian here otherwise if we were hiking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So yeah, we wanted to call this, uh, with the helicopters, like, oh, this is like Dolo Brunin. Dolo Brunin, you know, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. No gondolas, we got helis. 
Yeah, yeah. It's very nice to go with helicopter because it's five minutes, ten minutes. Yeah. But the best way is after this, they try to to hike. Uh, if you have any yeah. chance in the future, no, you can take uh, one, one week mm-hmm. for to do the same spot hiking, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel like I'm cheating a little bit by having not done a hike before I get to use a heli. Yeah. Because, like, uh, you know, yeah. it's some of the other jumps, like the mushroom, you know, I feel like you I should hike it the first yeah. time so you really appreciate the yes, helicopter ride. Yes. And we're, we're skipping all that, so mm-hmm. I feel kind of bad. But, uh, yes. Oh, it's nice. I also <laughs> sometimes take the helicopter. I have my personal philosophy that is... Uh, I don't do one jump if I don't have hike it before. Mm-hmm. So, right. But if I can uh, use it, I use. It. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So let's uh, let's talk about some more of your uh, adventures and endeavors in uh, base jumping. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, you know Brento Base School. Uh, yes, Brento Base School is a project that uh, is uh, is born for three and a half years ago. So. Is a, it was a project uh, that was in the in the box, okay, for a long time. But uh, I honestly I wait wait a lot for the site to do a school because uh, I arrived from the whole school base, so it was uh, not easy to split in the modern base jump idea, no. So I, I start when I start base jumping, we shared experience with the, with friends, uh, not just a school. Okay, you pay something and you do the course. But then at one point I need to take a decision because I see every many people that start to teach other people and some of that people it was honestly not with the proper skill with proper experience. So I say, hey, I spent the last 17 years in, of my life for that one. Why I don't can share the my experience with the other people? No, so okay, I decide to to leave my job and then start with the, this adventure. Okay, and it was uh, at the moment it was the right decision. So. I'm so happy about that. I decide to to share my experience with the uh, with the student, and uh, I have learned more from my student than in the last 17 years now because uh, mm-hmm. for experience, life experience, and everything. So it was very interesting. First, because you have the, you you give the chance to the people to start in this sport, save time and with a proper uh, knowledge, mm-hmm. no, because. Uh, you can share this with the with the people, no? Because when I when I start, I remember it was complicated for to find someone that teach you for for start base jumping. And then I remember that when I was I was 23 years old. Now it's close to 40 years old. I decided. I say, oh, why there are no school for this sport? I want to pay for that. No worries. But I, there was nobody that teach you, no? Uh, mm-hmm. So it was complicated. I start, and, and so I know that it's complicated, no? And you take time for arrive to do the proper safety base for jump safe no, in this uh, sport. Uh, spend the years. Now, you, with the proper teach, okay, you can uh, save a year. So in, uh, in 10 days, uh, you are able to have the knowledge that maybe you have in uh, one or two years in the sport. Mm-hmm. So you can start with the career. So that was the, the main idea. Uh, we start. Uh, I start. Then after one year, I, I meet my friend Chris. Okay, I say, okay. Uh, why you don't can help me in this project? But the idea was another one because Chris have a big experience in skydiving. He have more than seven thousand uh, tandems and oh, wow. ten thousand skydiving. So and I start another project with the Sean, that another guy that is here. Uh, it was Sean's been on the uh, yes. podcast as well. Ah, we might great. get him. You know, yeah. if the weather. He's the pioneer of tandem base. You know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so uh, for complete my career, I decide okay, I need only tandem base for complete my career, and then I have done almost everything. Okay. So I decided, okay, I want to start uh, tandem base. Sean, after a few years, he decided, okay, I want to teach you, and I start with this project. 
and I decided that Chris was the proper guy for helping me in this project. So and we start together with, uh, first, and then we, we increase. First passenger. <laughs> yeah, first passenger. So we improve nice. everything. Uh, <laughs> Woo, what was that like? <laughs> day, day by day, that's the, that was the idea. But it was just a. Uh, just for try, no? So we try this experience and maybe we see. If it's work, okay. If it's not work, I come back in my job, no worries. At the moment, it's work, so it's very nice. Awesome. Okay. Yeah, glad to see it's still going. So let's uh, give uh, maybe some of the listeners a little bit of background um, for those that maybe don't know you, Maori. Um I caught 17 years in the sport. Uh, what, tell us a little bit more, maybe some... Where, d- where did you get started? Yeah. I started I start skydiving... Uh, in 1996, when I was 17 years old, uh, okay, I do normal skydiving, okay, then I decided to move in the army, because uh, in the army we have a paratrapper, no? So mm-hmm. in my idea it was, okay, I go in the paratrapper, so I jump more. It was not totally like that, okay, but okay, I the opposite. I spent three years in the in the paratrapper, I continued the sport, okay, in skydiving, and one day I remember I arrived one guy, a friend of mine, uh, in the drop zone with a very old VHS, with some um, jump from uh, from the um, Nor- Norway, from the fjords, no? Oh, wow. I say, wow, this is really interesting. What they, because in my idea was, okay, in Italy we are able to jump just in, during the weekend, okay? Maybe if we, we, I start this sport, maybe during the week I find something for jumping, and then I can do, I continue skydiving in, during the weekend. At the end, when I start the sport, it was the opposite. I start base and also during the weekend, okay? <laughs> so I start base jumping, just um, I buy one rig, I, with the v- VHS and with the manual, okay, I try to pack, uh, okay, and then we find the bridge and then uh, we start. So, mm-hmm. completely alone. There are no people, no mentors, nothing. So, we try to this. So, we start jumping. Uh, I remember that after three jumps, we, we, we see, an, uh, we see um, an antenna close to my house, 100 meter antenna. Why we don't try to jump this power tower? So, we start to jump also the power tower. We open an uh, object at the third jump. At the third jump, we open an object. So <laughs> I was and then uh, after that, wow, it was, it was incredible because. Thank you. It was incredible because uh, at that point, okay, wow, I have a drop zone very close to my house. So, I started from that every day before work or after work, I start jumping, uh, jumping, jumping, jumping every, every day, you know? And then start my career. I do. The first Brento with a friend of mine after just a few months, okay. and that's it. I, uh, then when I look down, uh, when I look back, I say, "Wow, it's a few years ago now." Uh, mm. When I started, never. Well, I remember that when I start jumping base, I never stop. I just stop for one month when I have an injury with paragliding. For uh, I broke something vertebral, so mm. one month. But then I never stop. Every week I have jumped, uh, so it was a real, real passion, real love. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, and then it was incredible. Also, right now is I think I tell every every time to my students it's impossible to be boring in this sport because uh, it's just enough that you change the location is another adventure, another uh, you meet new people. So uh, it's also like this. After 17 years, uh, sometimes I say ah, maybe I want to stop. Uh, I'm boring, but no, I'm not boring. I, it's mm-hmm. not true. So, <laughs> yep. uh, but it's nice. Maori, when was the first time that Brento was jumped? I have jumped uh, in 2001, January was. Um, it was with a friend of mine that uh, he, he thinking that it was my first jump, but it was not my first jump because I have already jumped. I, I, I don't want to tell him, ah, no, I, it was my first jump. Okay. So it was 2001. And, uh, okay, now it's totally different, Brenton. You know that um, Brenton, now it's like a drop zone, no? But mm-hmm. when I was uh, there, it was just three people. And every time that I arrived from... from 
few people from a different country was uh, an event. So we take that guy, okay, come to my house, we share experience. So now it's, it's different. But it was in January 2001, yes. Mm-hmm. And so right. for listeners that maybe aren't familiar with Brinto, we're referring to the Italian terminal wall, like one of the classic mm-hmm. jumps in uh, near Arco, um, you know, northern Italy. Yeah. And uh, yeah, so... So you were one of the first to jump that object. Mm, I don't want. I one of the first one in the new generation because yeah. the first jump in Brento was done on 23 June 1994. Wow. Eric, oh, Eric wow. For, uh, was the the first um, jumpers. It was a Eric Boy was a climber. Okay. Mm-hmm. That uh, during uh, an expedition in Norway, you see the base jumping. He say, "Wow, I want to do this." So he start to jump, mm-hmm. and he opened many spots. Also in Dolomites, he opened a lot of spots. Some of that one that we jump is opened by by Lanier or something like that, and also Brento. After this, for three years, Brento was not jumping again. Okay, then uh, two Italian guys, uh, Umberto Giovannini and Mar- Mauro Mauro Ravanelli, they uh, reopen. Okay, so they restart again to jump in Brento, and then the new generation, very few people. Okay, they start jumping uh, base. I, uh, they start jumping Brento. I started in 2001. I was the first Italian to jump with a wingsuit oh, in, uh, nice. in Brento, but not the first one. But it was uh, was nice. Now now is uh, like my is my drop zone. I have done 1,150 jump from Brento, so I love it. Yeah. It's a real gym. And so it, it takes special people that are near big objects like that that get a lot of attention and a lot of jumps to help uh, keep keep things under control. You know, so that we don't lose uh, lose these objects or lose the the uh, freedom to jump them. Uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about um, you know some of the changes and uh, things that are going on in Brinto to help keep things uh, under control and a little uh, more safe. Yeah. We we try we work every time for keep everything under control. Obviously, the mountain is free; it's not so easy. Okay, so everybody are able to go up and jump. Uh, we you know. Mm-hmm. What happened two months ago? So also with the skydiving gear, no? Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not impossible uh, to do manage. Mm-hmm. So it's not easy to manage everything. Okay, we try to save this place for longer as possible. Now we have uh, control. Rules. Okay, under our control, the the, the buses. Okay, mm-hmm. for example, uh, with the buses drivers, we have uh, an agreement that okay, guys, if uh, we find the people that uh, don't have the proper experience or are not safe for go up for this spot don't take the guys for go up mm-hmm. obviously you take a car and you go up alone but um, you are out of the of the group no mm-hmm. because uh, your friends go up with the buses you are alone uh, so it's complicated until uh, now works okay but um, we want to save more as possible this this place so in Brento if something happened to us uh, it's, it's like an, a normal accident in mountain so it's not a big deal okay but if something happened to the other people, or the, the local guy, okay, that's a real deal. That's the reason, for example, because we, we decide to put the rule to don't open with a single piece over the hill, okay, or do minimum 30-second delay, uh, sorry, 30-second uh, under canopy, uh, under parts, no? Near, near the... Near that, because yeah, if, near the street. Uh, if uh, something happened at the people that are out of the sport, that's a big deal. It's not impossible that the authority, the measure, decide to, okay, like in Brevent, Stop jumping. Okay. Right. Imagine if we stop jumping in Brento. Wow, it's it's really that's <laughs> a really bad day. Yeah, yeah. I mean tragedy for us. How yeah. how many jumps do you think have d- been happened this year alone, based uh, off of the um, 
the in Brenton? Yeah, the, the guys that are running the, the, moment, the buses. At the moment, 10,000 10, jumps. 10,000 jumps this year. The average is uh, usually 15,000. Yeah, and imagine so if all those jumpers had to go somewhere else to jump. I mean, and that's, uh, and yeah. every year increases 30%. Mm -hmm. Also, wow. Brento is one of the most overranking cliffs in Europe. So it's, uh, like a drop zone. <laughs> you yes, can do anything. It's, uh, it's so great. Mm. It's the El Dorado for the base jumper because you can train uh, everything. First jump, first wingsuit jump. So, in you do three jumps a day without stress, just right. uh, 20 minutes. Like, so you know, uh, Lauter Brunner is is the same for the approaching, but you know, it's more technical. Mm -hmm. It's more technical stuff and lower stuff. So it's different. So, uh, for, for me, it was very crazy because I'm coming from a lot of experience of skydiving, and uh, so I'm a new base jumper. No, so only five years that I ju I jump. No, mm. and uh, for uh, after. Uh, 16 or 17 years of skydiving, I was very tired because I have managed uh, not so not so well my my work, no. So right. I was stressed to do tandem FF, no. I think okay, I start to base for passion, but for to take a break, no. Mm -hmm. And uh, I meet Maori and uh, now is the job. Uh, yes, again. He, he tell now me okay, I have work. an idea. What? Hey, you have to do video tandem, video tandem, no? But I have, uh, I was very tired to do video tandem. I was uh, in the skydiving, so I start to do video in. Uh, in but, but this is more funny, man. Yes, it's more funny. <laughs> <laughs> Short but, but funny. <laughs> yes, but uh, now I, I find myself in a, in the same uh, situation, no? Near the drop zone, so is. Uh, uh, not so easy to manage this uh, because uh, I see a lot of things that uh, we can improve, but here everything is free, mm -hmm. so it's difficult to make uh, rules. Mm -hmm. And uh, from this year we start to clean a little bit all the, the systems now, but uh, it's not easy. We mm -hmm. need uh, help because we need to be more and more uh, closed. No? Yeah, like a community and take yes. care of it. Now, what what are some things that you would like say someone that is planning to come to Brento for the first time? What are what are some things that you think are important for people to know before they come? Usually, the people that come for the first time they they write directly to us or James or so other school for for ask some uh, some info. If uh, usually they come in and we do a proper briefing about all the area, about the, the rules, okay, meteo, the wind direction, uh, the rock drop, everything. Like a normal briefing that we do to the people that uh, they do the course, mm -hmm. okay? Then if they want, we go up together, uh, sometimes we jump or we film the, the, the people that jump for the first time. When we feel that uh, we have a proper... Is it weather good? Looks beautiful. We might yeah. be jumping. Do we, do do we, we need a to break? take a pause? We, we, we can, tactical we pause, pause, see what the weather's doing. Okay, we try yeah, to... Okay, we'll pick it back up with uh, things, uh, things they need to know in Brento. Okay. Sweet. Oh, okay, great. Oh. So we call that pause. Thank you. We interrupt our program to bring you this important message. All right. So, all right. Welcome back. We had a short intermission there of about 24 hours. Uh, yeah. Weather opened up, and then we got some jumping. Did a jump. Um, why don't you? Uh, so we will bring it back to. We were talking about Brinto things to know, but why don't you uh, tell us about the last 24 hours? What we've been up to? Ooh, wet. A little wet. Humid. <laughs> so humid. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, The last 24 hours was really interesting. So. We was lucky 
unlucky. And survivor. And survivor, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. So unlucky because, okay, it was a really terrible weather, so raining every day, okay. But we have uh, some, uh, some chance, some window for do a couple of jumps, okay. So we have done one uh, Trieste Tower yesterday again, uh, under the rain, but okay, we have jumped it. And this morning we have planned to do another Torre Trieste, but when we arrive on, when I arrive with the chopper on top, I see that it starts raining. No? So in a few seconds we need to decide what we do. We go down or we try another uh, spot. Then when, when uh, Mark turned the, the chopper and we see the landing area, we see that there are many clouds for landing. It was possible land, but okay, I say, okay, Mark, go to, the, to Fremont and we check the, the weather there. And we were super lucky because we have exactly a window for jump, everybody. So we were lucky for that. But now it's still raining, so. Yeah, yeah, we were on the ground uh, as part of load two. Um, and we expected all the jumpers to get out of the helicopter when the heli landed. And they were like, go, go, load two. And we're like, where, where are we going? <laughs> <laughs> all right. <laughs> Surprise. <laughs> yeah, that was great. Yeah, that was fun. So yeah, and thank you for organizing this. I, I know it's been challenging with all the weather and everything, but it was it's, our a, pleasure it's a blast. It was our pleasure. Just that we very sad for the weather, but uh, we don't have any power of that, so yeah. we know that's the game. Yeah, and I've said it before, but I, yes. you know, put me on the list. If this Next is happening again. Yeah. Yes, uh, when we have uh, some dubit, we say uh, we think uh, every time no. Mm-hmm. Okay, so sorry if uh, we was at the limit and we chose no, but uh, it's better for everything for oh, everyone. Yeah. Yeah, so we were talking about uh, things to know for people coming to Brento. Let's, let's say uh, someone's coming for the very first time. What uh, what would you want people to know? Uh, so just yes, yesterday we I introduced with this, uh, this argument. So the people that coming for the first time, we try to help the people for for find the proper step for do everything safe. Okay, for us, for jumpers. Uh, mainly also for the people that are out of the sport, not the people that live in the Brento area, because there are many people that live there, so uh, we want to take care about that, guys. And um, mainly, usually, we give all the info that we uh, that the jumpers need to have for jump-safe Brento. Okay, we're talking about the wind, the landing area, the alternative landing area, the delay, the rock drop, uh, the line that the people can take uh, with wings or tracks it, okay? But, but is uh, for jump-safe everywhere? Drento is not different to the only the meteo is different, but uh, the rule is for everywhere. Mm-hmm. So the people that come uh, oh, uh, is uh, mandatory that they, they know this, and then uh, sometimes they don't know this, and then we help to remember. Mm-hmm. Okay, is uh, that is crazy? Okay. So also, so. also we we try to more or less we are on the exit every day. So there are not me, there are James, there are Chris, or the other very friends that can check everything that it's everything good, no? Because maybe sometimes there are people that uh, want to jump safe. <laughs> that reflect, was man. my Prosecco. Reflex. There are people that want to jump safe, it. but they don't know anything, no? And maybe they don't want to ask or they are afraid to ask something, no? So we look the people and then if we see that uh, someone are not sure to do, to do everything safe, okay, we explain what, uh, what we want to do. Uh, oops. What uh, what is good to do for for jump safe? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Um, yeah, we need guys like you at every exit. You know, if we think if we're going to keep these places open and keep them jumpable, and uh, we definitely appreciate it. You know, there are guys like Chuma yeah, that are here right yeah. now that that do it in Idaho, and uh, yeah, you know, that's great. Um, 
And we live there, so it's easy. Yeah. Right? <laughs> so it's easy. Every day we have a chance for go up. So yeah, it's very easy. But in any, in, it's not easy in, a, in every place. For example, mm-hmm. Lotte I think it's more tricky because it's not only one single place. There are many different spots. It's impossible to be in every single spot. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, we can do the reference for uh, for that, but it's not in every single spot. It's not easy, no. Yeah. Tell us about the canopy times, because that's new this year, huh? Mm. Yes. So the idea it was this. We have seen in the previous year, mainly last year and the, day, the year before, that now with a single piece, we have the same problem that we had uh, 10 years ago when the wingsuit started jumping. No? So at the beginning with the wingsuit, okay, uh, it was not super performing. So the people arrive uh, at the hill or just over the They want to try to arrive in any case to reach the, the, the landing area uh, in free fall, and maybe they pitch a bit low because the higher point that we need to pass in Brento is the hill. It's the last hill before the grass, okay? And uh, if we have any problem before the hill, line twist or something like that, uh, it's just a problem for the jumper because maybe he landed the trees. But if we have a problem after the hill, okay, in the direction of the road, maybe it's a problem that can can um, can do a problem also for the other people because imagine with the line twist uh, with the just uh, 50 meter uh, on the ground. You are not able to solve in the line twist. You arrive in the bar. You arrive on the road. So this is really dangerous. So we have uh, we have done a meeting together for uh, for decide what is which will be the the best way, the best solution for for solving this uh, this situation. And uh, we find that okay, it's much better if the people don't pitch over the hill, or in any case, if they pitch over the hill, they need they are able to do minimum 30 seconds under canopy because in 30 seconds we have uh, more or less the the time for solving any problem, okay? That is that extended for the wingsuit too. Exactly, right? exactly. That, that, that's the idea. And uh, honestly, we have seen that uh, this year is the first year that we try this and works. Works because many people don't uh, don't pitch low. So And when it happens, okay, uh, we manage also the, the transfer, not for go up. So we decide that, okay, everybody can do a mistake. So for the first time we say, hey, man, Watch out, this is really dangerous, not only for you, but also for the people that live here. So yellow card, pay attention, please don't do again, okay? Then if you do again that, that mistake, uh, we decide that we don't want to take this guy with the bus to the exit for one year. Uh, okay, oh, wow. I know that we are, everybody, we are friends, okay? We don't want to put this rule, but uh, we need a cooperation for everybody for, uh, for take care and save this place because 15,000 jumps in a year are a lot and uh, something can happen. If we are not able to, everybody are not able to to, to take care of about that place, uh, it's a shame for everybody because if something happened to the people outside of the sport, I'm almost sure that we do the same story of uh, Brevant. Yeah. yeah, if somebody goes rocketing through the uh, Zabrata, Zabrata, yeah, cafe, the cafe, oh, yeah. somebody just, yeah, that, that'll be a bad day. Yeah, with consequences. And uh, it seems like... Uh, the one piece revolution, if you will, is uh, you know changing the dynamics because it's uh, a few guys you know got past the hill with uh, the one piece and there's like oh that's the standard you get past the hill but some people just aren't flying as well as others and so maybe they're yeah. low when they get into that area. There are there are people that fly very very well with a single piece. They are able to arrive, especially with a single piece like Onsi. Onsi is like a, a, have the same glide as the small wingsuit. Uh, a few years ago, no? mm-hmm. so they arrive, but they arrive so high, so it's not a big deal. But for example, if you pass the hill with a sausage, uh, it's not easy to have a 30 second under canopy. So you need to do a really, really super jump. You know? So 
it's much better to open on the hill. For in any case, you arrive on the hill. If you don't wanna, if you feel that you are more performing that arrive on the hill, so more, okay, take the left line. You go directly to the helipad, okay, you take the line, you fly, arrive super high, super safe, without problem, and if something happens, okay, you can pitch also a bit lower, okay, if something happens, you are in a remote area, it's not a big deal for the other people, no? that's the only rule. We want to take care really, really a lot about the people out of the sport, because that's uh, the, the, the mantra for us, no, because, uh, okay, we know the risk that this sport, you know, okay, we, we jump, we, we know the risk, uh, we do everything safe for us, but we need to take care also about that people that uh, that just look the sport because they live before than us in that area. So <laughs> yeah, I'm curious. Uh, no names, but uh, how many red cards have been given out this year? How many? Yeah. How many? Sorry. Uh, red card. How many? Red, red cards. cards. Yeah. How many? Four. 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 Four, Four. or five. Yes. Okay. More. So not too many. Generally, people were. were yes. Yeah. 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 Well, last year we was uh, we have uh, a lot of people that pitch low. Huh. And now Less. this year works. Yeah. Yeah. Works. That's good to hear. Mm-hmm. It's very nice. good to hear. Many yellow cards, but no yes. many red. <laughs> <laughs> yellow, uh, yes. Yeah, just I'm like sure I've got our friend. Uh, yes. <laughs> also, dark fear. I have a yellow. Fear, <laughs> I have given the yellow card to dark fear. <laughs> to the local, nice. And the rule yeah. is for everybody. Also, for yeah. me, Chris, if you pitch low, man, red card or yellow but, card. But we know because uh, if you pitch low, we keep the break. So it <laughs> 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 we buy a big yellow thing. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, pack slider down so you can uh, <laughs> just pull lower and still have a ride. <laughs> Don't Go do that. Anyone's listening I, I to think a joke. That, uh, <laughs> I think that in a place uh, like here, like in Dolomites, okay, we do just a few jumps a year. It's yeah. not a big deal. But in a place like a brain to Brunnen, it's mandatory to have some rules. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's good that everybody respects this rule because... Uh, the amount of jumps that uh, we do, it's a lot. It's a lot. Right. It's something happened just, f- just for numbers. Imagine if you don't have rules. It's uh, like a far west. Right. And the rules are there to keep the place open, yes. not not to uh, restrict this, jumpers. No, no, yeah. Exactly. For me, uh, in any case, 30 seconds is not a rules. It's not. It's normal, mm-hmm. minimum to have for to do a safe jump. Yeah, yeah. Thirty seconds is I not pull, a lot. Huh? I pull high already. Yes. Yeah. If I had less than 30 seconds. I'd, I'd be nervous. Before the sometimes rules, sometimes I'm, me yes. too, I have uh, open uh, and done 15 seconds uh, with the uh, cruise. But but I have seen people with seven seconds. Uh, yes, seven, the, oh the record geez. is seven seconds. <laughs> and to the main landing area? or main main landing. Okay. Yes. Yeah, I would main say in the early days. I pitching I over top of the main. And yeah. Yeah. Yes, 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 yes. One guy last year opened and during the line stretch, he go in the trees on the descendant part of the hill. Mm-hmm. So... It's like, uh, it I don't know, it's it crazy. No? It's like if they want to... Good to go? Okay. We go. And we will pause it again. Let's go look at the weather. Bye-bye. Again. Yeah, so at this point, the uh, weather improved significantly, and we managed to uh, squeeze off three helicopter loads uh, from two or three different locations. Uh, all of which were so much fun. And a big thank you to Maurizio De Palma and Chris Benedini for you know, hosting this event and inviting us. And uh, we definitely look forward to doing it next year. Yeah, so hopefully you guys uh, enjoyed the show and got something out of it and maybe learned a little bit about Brento. All right, um, until next time.